Welcome to Health Butts and Guts, on the forefront of intestinal health and nutrition. Tune in with Mel and Kel for enlightening tales of coffee enemas, perennial bleaching, and holistic teachings. Lovely. <laughs> Is that nice water? Yeah. I still want to do an episode on water. I know. We we are going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm really excited about our enema parties. I'm a little nervous. Why? Because I still fluctuate. Like, I can't retain the coffee for 15 minutes. This last week, I've been doing the core vital one every single day. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's gone up, because remember how I was telling you a couple weeks ago, I'm like, man, I can't get past like five, seven minutes. Right now, I'm hitting like nine and 11 minutes. But I know, but if we're doing a party and I'm like, oh, excuse me, you gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't, I don't know if we necessarily have to hold it in for the whole time for everyone to see. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Well, I think it's more about just being like, okay, hey, we know it's scary. We know we did a video, but... A lot of people keep reaching out and they're like, wait, will you come and do it with me? I'm too scared or it's just complicated. And it's so simple. Right. And I guess if I was to have like, maybe it's just like having an accident in someone's home. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, of course, that will not happen because I was able to do it on video. But it's just like, you know, the initial crazy fears that go through your mind are like, I'm a lunatic. I, I just have, I have to go through all those like, irrational crazy thoughts (laughs) so they don't happen in real life I guess so it's like okay you've thought like what's the worst that could absolutely possibly happen right like go for your dreams like I'm super excited like I want to share this with everyone like I want (laughs) to be in your living room doing it with you I want to be in the bathtub doing it with you it's not weird to me but like I'm like okay but what is the worst that could happen Um, I don't know. I'm in front of like 12 amazing women and men. And then all of a sudden, like, like a little pressure. And there's like in front of everyone. A little trail to the bathroom. A little like, okay, well, accidents happen. And then you have to be, are you mature about it? Or are you like, oh, crap. Or (laughs) no pun intended. Yeah. So, you know, I have to think of like worst case scenario first. Okay. Yeah. And that's the worst that could happen. You crap your pants in front. <laughs> that's true. Or no one shows up. That's more, that's a bigger fear for me or like anxiety is people don't think it's cool enough or important enough or like worth their time to go to it. Yeah. You know, so then there's only like a few people. Yeah. But in the past when I've thrown events and not as many people have shown up, mm-hmm. it's actually been a, a better turnout and a better like experience then if there's so many people there, then you can't really get, like, the intimacy. What is it? Quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah, you'd get more in, important, you know, yeah. like, time with, spent with your guests. Yeah. But I'm excited for it. I try to focus on the positive, you know, of, like, okay, what are we going to do? How How is it going to set up, be set up? You know, like, the host, get the host excited and make their friends feel comfortable and just have, like, good spread of food and drinks and <laughs> I'm just, just connecting, like, you know? I was visualizing, I'm like, what if I pre-party a little too quickly? <laughs> hey, guys, want to have a party? This is how you do it. And like, be a little too loose. <laughs> and then I'm the one that ends up having to do it. <laughs> Just, like, your whole, like, nervousness on stage during the launch. Yeah. No, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I really want um, input on ideas, too. So if you guys have any ideas for our Tupperware poop parties, (laughs) (laughs) please DM us, email us, let us know. Yeah, and if you want to host one or you want to recommend someone to host it, let us know, too. Yeah. Yay. Absolutely. All right, so when I was doing more research on this topic today, I've already, my mind's already been blown in general. Every time I learn something new, and I know like I post a lot of like new info, right? Like, oh, did you know that this product that you've loved all your life, your life is ruined now and you should not eat it or drink it? Yeah, like Cheez-Its. 
Yeah. Or mm-hmm. like yesterday, my girlfriend sent me one about hot Cheetos. And this doctor is talking about, he's more of like a functional, he's actually a psychologist or psychiatrist, mm-hmm. but he links your gut health to like your chemical balance and your mind health and stuff like that. And so he like pulls up a hot Cheetos bag and he's like, your life is over basically. This is why this is bad and it's not good for you. And he just goes through like the red dye and the canola oil and just all the bad things in there. Right. And it sucks, but at the same time, the more I've, the more I have altered my diet of like what I'm eating and what I'm not eating, the less I've like really missed certain like cheat foods that I used to love eating. Like I loved hot Cheetos. I loved like salt and vinegar chips or candies or stuff like that. And now whenever I eat it, I'm not like as, like I don't feel good. And so I'm like, oh, it wasn't worth it. Or, oh, I don't need to eat the whole bag. I just need to have like a few. Yeah. Do you think that's because you had like a reward behind it? Like when you were eating it or you had kind of put it like on a pedestal, not realizing like you never really initially actually cared for it? Or is it like representing the way it makes your body feel? Yeah, I think I've just become more in tune with my body and and going through like different rounds of detoxing or eating clean or doing the coffee enema. I just feel like I've always been sensitive to my body, but now it's even more, Mm -hmm. which is so cool. And I'm not craving the bad stuff. I love that so much because when I would tell people about like juice cleanses, I'm like, it's the weirdest thing after you do a cleanse, like your body literally won't crave the bad stuff. Like you're Mm -hmm. almost kind of like thrown off by it or a little disgusted. You're like, ah, like you crave, you're like, I don't know why this is so annoying, but a salad sounds good. Yeah. And then people are like, yeah, right. Like a salad sounds good. You're like, (laughs) I'm not lying. I swear to God, a freaking salad sounds so good. Or like a bowl of berries. And you're like, okay, a bowl of berries sounds good. But you know, it makes sense. And so I'm like excited for you to reach that place because I feel like a lot of people will never even get there or understand that is a real place to be. Yeah. Okay, two points on that. One, it was, looks like there's a gross hair on here. Uh, that was my point. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, mine too. There's like little pubic hairs on the <laughs> microphones. <laughs> um, um, talking about berries, have you ever frozen blueberries and just popped them as a snack? Yes. They're so good frozen. Those and grapes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But the bear, the blueberries are smaller, and for some reason they're like mushier, softer. Yeah. So they're like easier to eat. Um, okay. The talking about like craving good things or not, like sometimes I'll see like something bad. It's in my kitchen or wherever. And I'm like, okay, I just want to eat it. And I'll put it in my mouth and I'll start chewing it. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want it. I don't know. And then I'll just, I'll chew it and then I'll spit it out. Cause it's not worth <laughs> to like swallow it. <laughs> I think that's better. Like that's literally having like the consciousness about it. I think that's really, really good. Like, <laughs> I don't have I know, an eating disorder. <laughs> I think a lot of people, this say, a lot of people might say that there's something wrong with you or that's not really healthy, but I think it's really good because it's conscious. You're aware of what you're putting in your mouth. So many people are not aware. Yeah. And the other day, um, I don't remember which podcast I was listening to, but they were saying how, might've been Mark Hyman, how like every bite everything, every sip you put in your body has a dramatic impact on you. Cause you know, like sometimes you're like, okay, I'm going to go on a diet on Monday, but I'm going to eat everything this weekend. Yeah. It's like, you're probably worse off detoxing like that. Um, but it's so wild. Like the more I'm aware of things, I feel bad cause I think I'm ruining my boyfriend's life. Cause every time I tell him something that he, about things that he likes to eat, he's just like, Oh, okay, and he gets excited. He wants to make those changes, and then he's like bummed out because yeah. it's a big shift. Well, and the um, the really shitty thing about that is you're gonna continue changing. You're gonna continue to find out. Like, I thought for so long, like my protein powder drinks were like so good for mm-hmm. me, and I was doing them religiously and thinking, oh, I would add my superfoods and. The doctor's like, uh, you need to cut that out. You know, it's like, you should be getting your nutrients from whole foods. And I'm like, what the 
what? Are you serious? You know, like, so you're constantly, I'm like, okay, is it, is vegan butter better than grass fed butter is, you know, it's all a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And like I did vegan for what, seven years, vegetarian, seven years. And now I'm like, I thought that was the healthiest diet. Now I'm like, okay, no whole, you know, like grass fed meats. I don't know, but it's always a learning. So as long as he's willing to be like, okay, you think it's the best for you. You're trying. Mm-hmm. And you're able to pivot too, and be like, "All right, well, this actually wasn't so great for me." <laughs> you know, like even these freaking stupid, um, like milk uh, substitutes, where I'm like, "Okay, I thought this almond milk was good for me, and now there's like 19 preservatives." And oh yeah, I know. Well, I know that he's feeling a difference with his with his energy, his like brain fog, his body. I know that for sure. So that's good. It's just, you know, sometimes it takes a while to see the transformation and the benefits and then want to make those healthy choices. But, um, yeah, my sister, she has gone gluten-free for a month now and she feels the benefits. She's like mm. feeling like the less brain fog, but she's like, but am I losing weight? And I'm like, girl, like, you know, like you've got at least 40 years of backup too that you have to, you know. You might not even feel great for a while. Like Mm -hmm. losing weight will just be the side effect, but give it a little time. Like if you're feeling good, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Is she doing any other like detoxing or just shifting her like intake? I don't know. I think she's just now, this is weird to say, but like waking up to Mm -hmm. like alternative options and realizing Mm -hmm. that food is very, very, very important. Like she um, has chickens and... They have their own gardens, grow their own food. That's so, so she good. gets like how important it is to like change the soil yeah. and getting nutrients from your soil, which is very important because that's what we're going to talk about. But she gets it, but I just feel like she's just now waking up to mm. it. And it's, it's hard. It was, I remember like someone telling me like, oh, you know, you should have this much fruits and vegetables and this much meat and this much. And I'm like, wait, what? No grains? Like, no, the, you know, yeah. it's. It's really freaking hard. Or what do you mean fast food has no good, <laughs> no <laughs> nutrients in it? What do you mean I can't get a meal out of Del Taco? Yes, I can. <laughs> You're like, there's wilted lettuce. And I was going to say, there's lettuce in the tacos. I know because I have it all the time. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think about like our lifestyles and how it's easy to just pop a supplement or drink a shake or grab a bar or something like that or just swing by somewhere really fast and grab even like a salad from a grocery store or something like that. It's like we don't realize that each thing that's broken down or processed is affecting how our body is absorbing it and how it's using it for energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like the more and more we're exposed to information, it's like I think I'm a person that um, lives to eat. I don't eat to live, (laughs) but I think that it's, it's important to have a blend of that, you know, because you should eat to live and survive and heal and be healthy, but you should also enjoy your life and eating as a part of it. Well, it's funny because like, as you named those things of like, Oh, you know, um, grabbing a a protein bar or getting a salad from a grocery store. Like I could easily break down why those things are bad. You know, like my crazy mind is like, Oh, well, and my sister told me the other day, Oh, you, I had those protein bars that you gave me. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you shouldn't have those for breakfast. You should have, you know, like whole foods, like have a real like fruit or vegetable. And she's like, you know what? Like I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> like it's either this or a pop tart, you know? And I'm like, okay, I got to take a step back because hearing even you, I'm like, oh, you know how much crap is in the dressing from the store bought, yeah, you yeah. know? So I could break down all this stuff, but I also feel like a lunatic because I'll go to you know, really fun restaurants. I love going out to restaurants. And you know, damn sure, it's not all organic. (laughs) There's definitely going to be butter in the vegetables or meat. It's probably not grass-fed, you know? So just like having the knowledge, do you feel like a lunatic? Like, Well, I would say I would feel more of like a hypocrite Mm -hmm. than like crazy because 
it's like we preach to people and we're like, eat this, do this, don't do that, go there, go here, da 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 da. And like, it's hard to balance and keep track of everything and what's right or not right. But that's a little bit of the premise of what we're talking about is like, you also don't want to stress out so much that you can't, that you're you're so stressed, you're not able to enjoy your life and your body's not even able to break down or absorb all the good stuff you're eating. So it's like, yeah, you can have a balance, you can cheat, but like we talk about, just kind of go back to detox or balancing out or like the next day or week. Like, hey, I had a crazy wild weekend of like three steakhouses this week. (laughs) I'm going to, you know. Eat at home, cook at home. Yeah, like, is that what you mean? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, bump up my workouts, do a couple of coffee enemas, yeah. just like different things. Drink a lot more water to flush it out of my system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's good to for us to break down what are good choices and the like the knowledge behind like simple of like organic or non organic or what GMO really is and like. U.S. foods versus international foods, you know, and all of those regulatory institutions. Because mm-hmm. a lot of things are marketed to us to make us believe that they're good. Right. And even though it's overwhelming to keep track of everything, the more you self-teach yourself, the more you're able to absorb it and make those changes in your life than to just be like, oh, my friend told me this. But if right. you don't understand the why behind it, then it's easier for you to to not commit to making those changes and understanding the benefits that it has in your life. Yeah. So are you going to tell us that? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would, girl. Oh, man. Okay, I think I should start off, though, with a really crazy, crazy, crazy fact. Okay. Okay. Good thing it's... Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so we're going to obviously talk about GMO, right? Mm -hmm. And... When you think of GMO, do you mainly connect it? What do you mainly connect it to? Corn. Okay, corn. Food, right? Genetically modified, if people don't know what GMO is. Yeah, genetically modified organisms. Yes. Okay, so when I hear the word organisms, I think of animals, humans, cells. But I, like... To know that it's a vegetable or a fruit, right? You're like, oh, okay, when I first saw GMO, I thought it was obviously just related to foods. And then when I broke down the word and I was like, oh, okay, organisms. So I went to this website and it's called Organic Hawaii, okay? And they talk about the, the list of GMOs um, that are all over the world that people are consuming, okay? Okay. So there's a list of like 17 items, okay? Okay. Then it goes into additional GMO considerations. There's cotton, tobacco, grass for your golf courses, trees, flowers, whatever. Okay, the list goes on and it's a list of like 12 items. Okay, the two crazy ones. The first one's not as crazy as the second one. The first one is mosquitoes. Genetically modified mosquitoes? Yes. So, a controversial GMO animal, the GMO mosquito created by Oxidic of England, I probably pronounced that wrong, was approved by the FDA in August of 2016 to be released in Florida. So, England is creating these mosquitoes that our government, the FDA, the Food Drug Administration, is approving to be released in Florida. The genetically engineered mosquito is supposed to wipe out non-GMO mosquitoes by making them sterile. Thousands Oxitec mosquitoes were released in Florida Keys in 2016. The GMO mosquito is supposed to be identified by its green glowing eyes. No. Creepy. Wait, so what happens if you get bit by a genetically modified mosquito? Are are you going to go sterile? I don't know. (laughs) This doesn't talk about, like, what effects it has on the human, but it's basically, these mosquitoes are are created. And who who votes on that? Florida? (laughs) No, it's the government. That is some bullshit. Yeah, but these are supposedly, they're created to target 
other mosquitoes that are non-GMO and they bite those mosquitoes and they make those mosquitoes sterile so the non-GMO mosquitoes can't reproduce and then can't bite humans and cause different diseases. But mm. I don't know. To me, I'm like, okay, what's the percent of diseases that humans die from mosquitoes? Not that each life isn't important, right. but also there's got to be a benefit of mosquitoes in our ecosystem. ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, that's where my mind was going. I'm like, what about like swamps and like overdoing like frogs and then like overdoing, you know, like the yeah. whole circle. And I wonder, it's like, okay, were these non-GMO mosquitoes like made and that's why there's a huge number or like were they like farmed right or is this just like it's going on in this area humans moved into this area and they have to adapt or try to figure it out you know it's like the Ugh. world the earth was made to naturally regulate itself right but when humans came into it obviously and started like mass doing things and making a lot of alterations aka fucking shit up (laughs) (laughs) it shifted the balance and we've just become this gluttonous greedy society and culture where you think something is doing good right like you're like oh that makes sense yeah kill those mosquitoes that are biting us but what are the repercussions okay (sighs) Do you I want don't to hear know, the but craziest? If, if you don't like the system, then you don't depend on it. And that's why I'm going to try and grow my own herbs. Because <laughs> I don't have a green thumb. The herbs? My herbs. That was my grandpa's name, Herb. Um, but I, like, literally, like, I can't depend on it. Like, even, mm-hmm. even, like, when I said corn, like, if you ever took a bite of, like, genetically modified corn that's still on the stock, it literally is like you might as well just bite into a corn like a a cardboard box. Ew. Yeah, because they don't they inject like the flavor. It's not there's no flavor there. Like they they have to create that. They have to oh. genetically infuse that. It's disgusting. It's like the creepiest weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Okay, what's the number okay. two? This Sorry. one's creepy if you want to okay. talk about creeps. Okay. Okay. I like creepy things. Sounds unbelievable, but our friend England, again, became the first country to legalize three parent GMO human babies in 2016. Early in 2017, the first peer reviewed study was published on Chimeria, a human pig hybrid created by Salk Institute for Biological Studies in La Jolla, California. What? Okay. Mostly... Is it still there? A human-pig hybrid? No, this is what it says. It says Mm -hmm. mostly pig, but having human genes... I don't know how to how to pronounce this. Chimera, maybe it's Chimera, C-H-I-M-E-R-A, if you want to look it up, was the first step toward growing human organs inside of pigs. Whoa. Although GMO babies were secretly and illegally created in China in 2019. This is psycho. It's like coming, it's it's the genetically next. modified humans. Yeah. Okay. These GMO babies were genetically modified using CRISPR technology to supposedly withstand HIV. The scientist involved, He Jing Q, was sentenced to th- only three years in prison on December 30th in 2019. It's like you're focusing on HIV, not that it's not again like affecting the human race, but it's like what, what are we going to become? Like this, this like world of robotic humans? I think that's what they want. I don't think that they, you can't control when they, they don't have control over women having their own children. So I think that's actually where it's, I know that's crazy conspiracy going down a super deep rabbit hole. That's a whole nother subject, but I think that's what they would like. The ultimate goal would be, mm-hmm. would to be no, you know, like women, not, being able to have their own children like it's all made in a lab you know like if you yeah. you have to get approval it's like you have to take your sperm your egg like it's all done genetically uh, like Ugh. genetically modified and i think it's so creepy so creepy did you ever watch the movie um or read the book brave new world no or the gifter no. Oh my gosh. It's about like the future world and it's kind of also like fahrenheit um 
was it Fahrenheit 451 or Fahrenheit something was about like destroying books. Brave New World and The Gifter is about like creating humans or people to have like certain um, strengths or characteristics and even like how you look and the things that you can do or you can't do. It's creepy. But it's like from this, it makes you feel like our world is actually progressing in that direction. It is. Like there needs to be a great cleanse. Yeah, everyone needs to grow their own food. (laughs) Everyone needs to, what else? I don't know. Okay, well, you can make good choices, right? Right. So, um, one of the, one of the easiest kind of choices to make is when you go grocery shopping. Right. So, have you heard of the, um, the dirty list? The dirty dozen? Yeah. I've heard of the dirty dozen, um... I kind of pass that because I try, like anything, I when I go grocery shopping, I look for organic. Yeah. And I know that's insane because there's stuff like uh, olives that not don't necessarily have to be organic. Mm-hmm. But do you have the list? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to premise it, the reason it's important to choose organic is because there's a certification that organic food that farmers have to go through to become certified organic. It's a process. Some farmers, um, especially like lower socioeconomic farmers outside of the U.S., um, these fees can be expensive for them. Mm -hmm. It's relative, right? So like if you look at it, it's like, oh, the fee could be like $1,200 to initially do it. And then after that, um, there's an annual fee of, let's say, like $500, right? Right. Um, so there's a process you have to go through. You have to have soil that has not grown anything with any kind of chemicals or pesticides for at least three years. Okay. So to, just to break even that down, like having the chemicals, the pesticides, like I talk, I tell so many people, um, coffee is the number one crop with pesticides Mm -hmm. and that shit will give you cancer. So it starts like it's it's literally in your soil. So yeah. when they don't freaking change that soil out or they're spraying it with chemicals, it does not matter that's going into your body. Yeah. Um crazy and gross and weird. I posted something about peanuts and peanut butter. I don't know if you saw it or not. Peanuts? Peanuts. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so basically peanuts are a legume and they're planted in between crops and they're um in the soil that has all of the pesticides and they have a really thin skin on them Mm -hmm. and so they also have some of the highest levels of pesticides in them wow so if you're not getting organic peanuts or peanut butter and peanuts are like a whole other topic of like why they're good or why they're not good for you right um but that's something to keep in mind that the in there's in between crops of the regular crops that they're growing right. that can be sucking up even more of the pesticides. Um, so, okay, so you the reason it's important to do organic is because the soil should have more nutrients in it, and they they don't use certain pesticides and chemicals. Right. They still have an approved list. Yeah, I know that they can use and. I can't remember, I didn't have time to research this, if you're within a certain um, a certain location of farms that are spraying pesticides. Because yes, with the that wind... that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. you don't know what the location is? Is that what you're saying? I don't know the distance. Like, oh, gotcha. oh, you can't be within X amount of miles of another farm that isn't organic because that can affect the... Um, the efficacy of your product being fully organic and not being contaminated by those pesticides um, from other farms. So the rule that has been told to me and that seems very um, common sense in this list is the thinner the skin of the fruit or the vegetable, Mm -hmm. the more you want it to be organic Versus if it has a thicker, um, a thicker skin or husk. Okay, yeah, like a watermelon compared to a root, a radish. Yeah, right. 
Okay. Okay, so this is the list. Okay. And this is the list from, I want to say 2020, I think. Um, but they change different people and sites have, some sites have 15, some have so many different like lists, but for the most part, um, straw, so these are the most contaminated, the dirty dozen, strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, peaches, pears, cherries, grapes, celery, tomatoes, sweet bell peppers, and potatoes. Okay. So, um, I would throw in all berries, basically, because those are, like, thinner um, skins and stuff. But I don't know how they're grown. If, like, most raspberries are grown wild and they pick them, or blueberries, or whatever. But those are, that's the 12 list, the dirty. Okay. And then the least dirty, so if you're at the grocery store and, like, avocados are $5 an avocado, right? Right. They're on the least contaminated. Okay. Um, So, avocados, sweet corn, but... Being organic doesn't, I don't know if it affects the GMO label too. I, I don't know. It, the, all the labels are so confusing, but I'm pretty positive what, when it's organic, um, non-GMO is, is like a requirement. Yeah. Okay. So, but just to be like careful, try to find obviously the organic and if it ha because, um, What's it called? Produce in America does not need to be labeled GMO or non-GMO. Did you really? know that? No. Yeah. So obviously air to the organic side. If you're on a budget, do the dirty as your organic mm-hmm. and then do the less contaminated. So sweet corn, avocados, pineapples, cabbage, onions, frozen sweet peas, papayas, asparagus, mangoes, eggplant, Honeydew melon and kiwi. Hmm, that's interesting. Asparagus, because I feel like it doesn't really have a skin much at all. Yeah, but, but maybe they haven't like genetically modified it yet. Yeah. I do have a list of that too. So, um, that's the dirty dozen and the less contaminated dozen. Okay. That's interesting. I try to get all organic, um, even though I know. It's a budget thing as well. It's really hard, especially people with children, and they're trying to feed a family of four, and they're like, yeah. "Are you kidding me?" You know, in comparison, like a dollar ninety nine avocado to a five ninety nine dollar avocado. I get mm-hmm. it, um, but just for people that are trying to switch over, because I've heard it in my family a few times, where like my dad, I'm gonna throw my dad under the bus. He'll be like, "It's organic," and my mom's like, "Joe, it's not organic." I'm like dad it's not organic and he's like yes it is it was in the organic section and that is a common common mistake in the grocery store if it's misplaced so all you have to do is actually look at the label if it has mm. four numbers it is not organic and if, if it has five numbers it will always be organic that's good to know. always has to have five numbers not like where four. is this number is it like um so usually you know your fruit like for instance an apple or mm-hmm. an avocado it'll have a little sticker on there yeah. sometimes on your cucumber you're like why the hell do they put this damn yeah, yeah, sticker yeah. on my cucumber um and if you really want to go down the rabbit hole you can look into like how why the hell would they put a sticker that has chemicals on it and now i have to scrub these chemicals off right. of my um fruit or vegetable but on that sticker that annoying sticker yeah that has either a number of four or five you want five like if you're going actual numbers not the number four or the number five correct okay so there's four numbers yeah yes five numbers good to know yeah so and my dad's like oh this is bullcrap you know he gets all upset and i get it like even going back to you know you saying like your boyfriend's changing and like it is not easy. It is not fun. You know, yeah. like when you find out something, you're like, dang. Yeah. Like I'm literally turning a blind eye. And so that's what's, I struggle with that at the grocery store. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. if I could just, you know, like I'll eat an avocado from, you know, 555 down at Steakhouse, but I won't eat, I won't buy an avocado if it's not organic. Right. What a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> what a lunatic. But it's a struggle, but at least I know it. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. Well, you reduce eighty percent of pesticides in your life and your diet mm-hmm. by 
buying organic. 80%? Yeah. Oh, that means you love your liver. Yeah. It doesn't have to go through all that toxic shock. I know. It's so wild. But it's like, okay, I get it. And when I was younger and I was more on a budget, I always was like, okay, like, I'll just, it's, it's this or it's that, or I'll always, I always had an excuse if I didn't want to spend money on certain things. Mm -hmm. But now in my life, I'm like, okay, I'd rather like pay a little bit more for my food or for my water or my products that go topically on my skin or that I'm even breathing in, you know, because in the long run, I'm going to be spending less on my insurance or my doctor bills or medications that they tell you that you need to take, you know, or even the natural remedies that you might end up wanting to try to do. It could take your, your body longer to heal, you know? So it's like, I'm just trying to be in the present mind set of treat, like be healthy now. So in the future, I won't have to really struggle with it. Yeah. You know, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, I feel that very strongly. And even like, say you have a stomach ache and you're like, Oh, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. And you decide to take something like an antacid, like a Pepto-Bismol or Tums or one of those medicines. And I think like, okay, all you're doing is masking that Mm -hmm. and you're giving yourself comfort just in the, in the time being. But what is the damage that you're doing later? So now you've, you've told your body to be quiet Mm -hmm. when it's giving you a symptom before it gets to the point of cancer. There's these small things that so many people don't, you know, like they just shush their bodies, you know, oh, it's Mm -hmm. just a headache. Oh, it's just a stomach ache. Oh, my back just hurts. Oh, these small things that we dismiss, I think are really, really, really good to be aware of, like I said, being young, because it could be a really crazy thing as to like being in a wheelchair when you're 75 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So tips, right? Like you said, there's stickers, right? There's dust, there's whatever pesticides or chemicals that are approved, right? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes, I don't know if you know this, but like, if you ever like grab an apple and it kind of is like, squeaky or waxy yeah they put wax on that right (laughs) so um you know you get the grocery stores especially like around the produce they have those bottles where it's like fruit and vegetable wash Mm -hmm. okay so I've gotten those before and then I just sat and I was like this is weird like I'm buying a a packaged bottle of whatever it is to clean my fruits and vegetables right just weirded me out so I researched and I found out through my sister-in-law, actually, she brought this up to me. And then I, like, saw the different videos and stuff like that. That you can use white vinegar, mm-hmm. like distilled vinegar with water. So you could do two parts water to one part vinegar. Um, and you wash your vegetables and your fruits with it. And it's really cool. It doesn't end up tasting or smelling like vinegar. So after you soak it. For whatever, like each vegetable is a little bit different, but you obviously don't want to like cook it in the vegetable water and then the vinegar water. Right. They just want to kind of like soak it in and rinse it out and then rinse it with water afterwards. Right. And then I just like lay out, you know, those like dish pads, they're like those foamy kind of towels. Uh And then I'll put paper towel over it and I'll just like put my fruits or vegetables on top of it to like drain a little bit more yeah and then I'll put them in containers with paper towels in them too and I'll seal them and I'll put them in the fridge and I do that right after I go grocery shopping I'll come home and I'll prep everything so then when I like during the week or the few days that I have that food um I could just easily go in and grab it or prep something and cook it faster than having to like clean it every single time does it look more appetizing too when it's in like a nice container yeah, and it actually lasts longer. Yeah, because I have a girlfriend. It's, it's funny that you say that because she she does that. She takes she washes all of her fruit. She puts it in this cute little like glass Tupperware, and inside her fridge, it's all. I'm like, you're an overachiever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I see it, and I'm like, oh my god, who does that? Who has time? But so I did it. Yeah, <laughs> like these strawberries that are in front of us, mm-hmm. and I cut up um, celery. I did cucumbers and then little carrots. 
and I see myself eating them more. Mm-hmm. It's more appetizing to me. Like I'm like, ooh, and it's I, I'm lazy. I'm a very lazy person, so. I don't have to wash it. Like, exactly like you said. Like, it's already been done. So I was like, oh, I could just grab these. Or I could just throw them in for my smoothies. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm more um, willing to make myself a smoothie rather than, like, grab the crackers. (laughs) (laughs) It does save time and it does, like, help you be more healthy. Yeah. You know? And more, like, consistent with your eating or your snacking or whatever. And it's, like, healthier things, like you said, instead of just grabbing chips or a bar or something like that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so yeah, and then another tip when you're grocery shopping is try to stay in the perimeter of the grocery store. That's where most, that's where all the fresh products are. Mm. So if you notice like the deli, the, um, like your eggs, the meat department, all the fruits and vegetables, they're usually on the right or the left and around the walls and the middle are the aisles with all of the dried and processed stuff. Yeah. So anything with a label, you want to try and avoid. Except if it's organic on your vegetables and fruits. <laughs> oh, well, no, like an ingredient label. I'm just kidding, yeah. <laughs> Especially the ones that you cannot pronounce. Right. Yeah. Um, how come this shit's not taught in school? Like, why isn't this the first thing being taught in school? Like, how to grow your own fruits and vegetables and how to, like, pick your food why why it's important like what it does to your body because it's all about the money money Uh, (laughs) it's just like it's just mind-boggling to me that this isn't the first thing like why are the abc's taught before your food yeah which is the food is your is your abc of life is what you need to to use to nourish your body so you could function to learn you know and to survive but Thank God for, like, the internet and for books and for social media and stuff like that. Like, that's one of the good things that comes out of it where you can teach yourself and you could share Mm -hmm. about it and, you know, just make sure that you trust the sources that you're getting the information from. Because you can look at a news article that's from a mainstream media, right? And they're either saying organic is not important or GMO is good for you. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You know, so it's like you have to be really conscientious of your sources, not just of your food, but of your information. I get, um, I just started doing this. There's um, a girl, a friend of mine who's local and she tends like a lot of people's gardens around here. Mm -hmm. And so she collects like fruit and vegetables and so um, there's a couple of us that will throw her down some cash and we get local nice. fruits and vegetables because, you know, like people pay her to get like the weeds out of the garden, make sure mm-hmm. that they have an abundance. But I like I have my my little lemon tree out there and I, I have so much. I, I put them in bags and put it since I live on a busy street. Yeah. And still so many people don't take them. Like I never know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should also staple like how to use lemons or good ways to use it or something like that, you know? Yeah. Or even like starting a group. Well, now that I know her, I've told her, I'm like, oh, I'm giving you all the lemons. Please give them to all your clients, you know, people that will use them. Mm -hmm. But just by me talking to her, like she knows that's something that I think is very, very, very important. So talking to your neighbors, like, hey, who's got the orange tree? Who's got this? Who's got that? And most of the time people that are, growing things in their backyard aren't using chemicals and pesticides just make sure they're not using roundup because that's like easy to just pick up at the store or any of those sprays or fertilizers we just got my dad to stop using roundup because my family's yard is pretty well groomed Mm -hmm. because they have a non-profit and my dad would use roundup out there and anytime we would go visit them Damien would see him using it Damien would be like tell your dad and my mom you know till she's blue in her face you cannot use that that is straight cancer like this yeah. is do not use it I mean it makes sense with her own health you know yeah and he's just now finally understanding it but that's too like I know we do have some listeners who are you know in their 60s and 70s who are used to that lifestyle Mm -hmm. so being able to pivot just a little bit it's so annoying but once you get to like oh wow 
everything that I do, mm-hmm. everything that surrounds me can cause me cancer. Yeah. I mean, obviously don't become a hypo where you're just like, <laughs> like freaking <me>. out. <laughs> but you know, the, an interesting thing that I've heard uh, as a pushback comment that people tell me, they're like, well, I'm fine. I feel good. I never get sick. Um, I'm okay, you know, and I've been living my life this whole, this way, this whole time. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But you're living at this level. Imagine if you made one or two shifts, what it, how higher a better of a level you would be, mm-hmm. how much more productive, how less tired you would be, your energy that you'd have, your skin would be glowing. You're like, you're able to be more, um, of a contributor to your society, your family, your friends, your job. Like imagine you make one shift and you can excel in your career. You make more money, you have less stress, you can buy cleaner foods, you can travel more. Like it all snowballs from there in a good way versus a a snowball where, okay, let's say you live your whole life and you're okay. And then you get sick or you break a bone when you get older or at any point of your life. Mm Your recovery time is a lot longer. Your, like, the pain, all the things that affect your body, the inflammation, detoxing, all the meds that you have to go on to go through a surgery or whatever. Like, it's harder for you to recover from it, you know? And maybe you have higher risk and a higher chance of not making it through Right. That. Or having the tools. Heaven forbid, you know, you're fine now. Look at me. I've been doing the same thing my whole life. Life's been good. But when people are like, I don't know how it happened. Just all of a sudden I Mm -hmm. woke up one day and I was, you know, achy or I was overweight or I was bald or, you know, like these things that had happened just all of a sudden happened. Mm -hmm. Like you were, you didn't see it because things were fine. Yeah, and it's a slow progression where you don't realize it. Yes. But having the tools like, oh, you know what? I do remember Calamel saying like (laughs) the soil or, you know, like our foods, organics, like if you, heaven forbid, are at that point where you're, you're starting to get that autoimmune or, you know, that mm-hmm. cancer card, you'll at least have tools to start, you know, rather than going into fear of like, oh, shit, I got to go, uh, you know, what do I do? I'm, I'm relying solely on the doctors. Yeah. No. Okay. Let, let's, let's back up a little bit. Okay. Let's just go to the basics. All right. Mm-hmm. I can, at least I can change my food. Right. At least I can control what goes in and inside my body. Yeah. Which is very hard. <laughs> it's not easy. It is, yeah. I it's love easier, alcohol. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are arguments, though, that GMO is better for the environment because they use less pesticides, because they make the seed to withstand, um, like, um, like um, what's it called? Fungus or mold or um, plagues of different insects that can destroy crops, Right. So they, there is that argument or that, oh, well, it's modified, so it has more nutrients in it. Yeah. I'm just a believer that whatever God made and how God made it is the best way for your body to absorb it. Right. And if you're not mass producing something, you're not going to need, you know, like we have so much wasted food. Yeah. So if we actually created our food as communities Mm -hmm. (laughs) rather than mass production trying to get this celery from new jersey over to california (laughs) makes no sense to me whatsoever right you know so and even like just doing like a one once a week grocery run like that's not good yeah because there's so much waste with your food the nutritional value of it it's already depleting it's already been depleted when you got it at the grocery store so it's like you should pre, these are tips, right? So how do you, how can you make these shifts in your life? Mm-hmm. Well, pre-plan your meals for the week or your snacks and just maybe don't do it a week out. Just do it for the next two or three days. Go to the grocery store and pick up the ingredients and items that you need for those few days mm-hmm. and really look at what your week is. How many dinners out do you have? How many dinners in do you have or lunches or breakfast or whatever, you know, so you're not wasteful and um, you're you're not overbuying and you're getting what you really need. And it's at the higher nutritional like people are supposed to shop seasonally. 
That's I how your know. body is supposed to also You're supposed eat. to eat seasonally too. My doctor tells me that all the time and I'm like, <gasps> but we live in California and we can get everything can, whenever we want. I can have avocados all <laughs> season, Dr. Robles. <laughs> I know you are, but it's hard because everything is accessible at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't have to make those changes. And that's why we're living in a world of illness. I know. It's Autoimmune sad. And, yeah. I posted this video yesterday of this woman being like, they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know that you can heal your body, that you can like make a juice every day that helps your immune system and helps you fight and gives you all the nutrients like packed in this one glass, you know, it's like, it sucks because our world is focused on like greed and gluttony and the pharmaceutical companies and politicians and all of this stuff that has nothing to do with us. Nothing. You know, and we just are stressed with all of that. And again, it's just equip like equipping yourself with knowledge and these tools and knowing Okay, just if you know that corn or soy, right, or mm-hmm. canola oil, like just knowing those three things and trying to cut those out of your diet or make sure they're organic and non-GMO, if you're not ready to make a shift of excluding them from your life. At least non-GMO so it's real food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I think people should look into the lists of the dirty lists clean list and the GMO list. And just unfortunately, the FDA is a reactionary institution in our country. So they will approve a lot of additives, a lot of chemicals, a lot of colors and things before they remove them. In Europe, if they research to make sure that things are safe for the human before they approve them to be in foods. Really? Yes. Versus weird, the weird how that works. Yeah. I mean, I always feel good when I'm in Europe <laughs> eating right? whatever foods that they have. I have some clients that are like, I can eat the, the bread with the olive oil there and they get sicker than a dog here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's just so different. Mm. Um, but one last... Oh, go. Did you have something? No, no, no. I was going to ask you a question, but go ahead. Okay. No, ask me. Oh, I was just <laughs> going to ask you if you, you... Do you grow anything at home? Do you have any... So my last place, my brother um, made me a big garden box. Uh-huh. And I grew, like, bell peppers. And um, I had, like, berries in there. I had tomatoes. I had like all different vegetables and little like fruit bushes, uh, like berry bushes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I moved and where I live, I don't have anywhere like an outdoor place, but there are like little like baskets kind of things you can hang over like a railing outside or put like a window box or put it right on your window to get in the sunlight, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they also have those little, um, my girlfriend had it. It was so great. This the thing, tower? The tower, but it was small. She lived in a little studio apartment here in Long Beach, and it I swear it, it was a dungeon. It was so dark in there. But this little, it was like a neon light, which I hate neon oh, lights. Oh, yeah. But it was small, and that thing was like a bush in her kitchen. <laughs> like it was a basil yeah. would grow like crazy, and it was I think in four different parts. Mm-hmm. So it would do four different, you know, rosemary, basil, mint, and so it's cilantro. Yeah. And that thing, we would just crack up because she'd be like, "Do you need any?" And of course, I'd always herbs. take it. You need any herbs? <laughs> herbs, kale. And I'm like, I need some herbs. <laughs> But that's, you know, like those things are like five ninety nine a little packet for mm-hmm. the little herb. So I was like, th- I, I think that's a really good idea. I don't know yeah. why I haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I think it's mm-hmm. great. I mean, counter space sometimes can be an issue, but there are those um, baskets that you can hang and you just get like a hook and it's maybe a few dollars, maybe at like a Home Depot or an Ace Hardware or whatever, like, kind of hardware store. Yeah. Even, like, Target would probably have it or Walmart. I don't know. I don't support and I don't um, – <laughs> I'm not, like, promoting any of these places, but it's literally a hook, and it has a screw at the bottom of it, and you could screw it into your ceiling, oh. and you can hang a plant from it. 
Perfect. So, yeah. So if you don't have counter space, you could do that. You can hang it outside of like your front door. Like they, if there's a will, there's a way you can yeah. find it. Um, but it, even just those small little changes or steps. So is that so what important. we're going to do for your house next time I come over? We're going to do a, yeah, little, project? a little project. Yeah. Because I, that's really what I want to encourage people. I need to encourage myself as well. But I have my, my lemon tree, and I grow a pineapple every year. One single pineapple. Oh, you do? Every year, because it, it grows only one a year. Yeah. But it's a mini pineapple, and it's literally the sweetest thing you'll ever eat in your entire life. Mm. It's like candy. It's the craziest thing, but one a year. And you just chop off the top of the pineapple, and you just stick it in soil. So you chop the top, or do you twist the stem? Like no, the we top? chop the top off. Okay, like about an inch into the pineapple, okay. into the meat of the pineapple. And then you you bury that part in, in the dirt. And in just the dirt, water. and then water it, and it grows every year. And I think you could do it with regular pineapples too. But wait, um, what kind of pineapple are we talking? They're about? mini. Like oh, it's a mini one. It's oh. like it's the size of like a four ounce like coffee cup. It's How long does so, it take you to grow it? A year. The whole year? One year for one. And Jeez. It, you're so proud of it. And you're like, it's so, maybe that's why it makes it so delicious. But we get one a year. And we've actually, if you look at the lining of the, the front of our house, there's probably six pineapples there now. Little baby ones. Because nice. each plant does one a year. Um, oh my gosh. And I have so my banana cool. trees too. But I wanted. I want to try and do the herbs because everything I touch, even cactus, everything dies. Oh, no. But I do really, really, really <laughs> think it's important to um, to fight the system by doing your own For sure. food. And just getting a little bit of some alive supplements. Mm-hmm. Something as fresh as possible. Yeah. Even your vitamins are being transferred at some point. I you know. know. Like, <sighs> That's a whole other episode of supplements, but... Um, there's so many cool videos online about like how you can grow your own plants, yeah. your own fruits and vegetables from the organic ones that you buy from the grocery store or a farmer's market. Yeah. And you can have it in your own yard, in your kitchen, in your bathroom, like wherever you have space. Yeah. And plus those green leaves in your home are cleaning the oxygen, the air in your house, which is helping you already with what you're breathing. Yeah. You know, like cleaning that out. Um, okay. Last thing, cause okay. I know we could talk about this forever. Yeah. Um, okay. Obviously it's easier to control your environment in your home, in your kitchen. Right. Right. But when you go out to eat at a restaurant, mm-hmm. right. Or you go out to a friend's place, do you have tips and tricks that you that you do or you can think of? Um, as far as like organic? Just like organic, um, yeah, or like the things that you're eating. So like let's say you order like you ask if the fish is wild caught and not farm raised. Or... So I struggle with that because I know that most places I go to are not, um, like there, there's not going to be a clean source. I do ask if like, uh, if I'm getting a plate with vegetables, I'll ask like, is this cooked in butter? Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, can you not cook it in butter? I have an allergy, yeah. but I've always had no problem saying I have allergies, mushrooms, walnuts, <laughs> pecans, you know, like Jesus girl. So I've been used to that. Being like, hey, I've got a dairy uh, Mm -hmm. allergy. Can you help me out? And letting go of the ego instead of like being worried that other people are going to be like, oh, there she is. There's the gluten-free girl. There's the glutard, (laughs) right? Like just being confident of like, hey, you know what? You should actually try it too. Like Mm -hmm. this is – I actually go to eat with my girlfriend um, who she'll be like, we have – both of us. Both of us have dairy intolerant, gluten intolerant. She's like medical issue with it. So is there anything? Yeah. She's very thorough with it. And sometimes I cringe. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, just eat it. Just eat it. <laughs> but she's, you know, like an mm-hmm. advocate for both of us. Yeah. So going, my tip would be going to restaurants with people that are confident and being like, hey, it's my health. Like I'm mm-hmm. paying for it, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
not just getting the salad, of course. You know, you see people like, oh, I'm not going to get a burger when you really want that burger. Yeah. <laughs> get the burger, don't get the bun. You know, like, get the burger, yeah. don't get the cheese. Right. Be conscious of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't, um, I don't know. It's hard to say, like, don't neglect yourself, you know. Like, yeah. give yourself the burger, but... In realist, in reality, like, what would you do for that little child, that inner child? Would you give her the burger or would you not? So it's situational. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, like, the more you're aware of things, like, you make better choices. And what I've noticed going out to eat, if you're like, oh, um, I haven't, like, oh, no dairy or something like that sometimes they don't they don't care like they'll cross contaminate things or whatever because they're just trying to get it out fast mm-hmm. but if you tell people it's a medical allergy then they have to be more careful about it because that's like a lawsuit on their hands right. I can't tell you how many times I've said no whatever and I open it up or I get it and it's just like maybe extra whatever I said don't mm-hmm. but um yeah I think making better choices of like where you're going to eat you know like right. and maybe being the person that chooses where you're going to go as a group and find places that are more farm to table or you know the chef gets fresh local ingredients um or the way that they cook their food or stuff like that I think is is to good to be aware of that like don't go to fast food I know it's easier but the same amount of time that you're going to sit in a line you're going to order it you can run into a grocery store and grab something that's made there or Whatever it is, you know, or like prep stuff at home and take it with you. That food prep, as much as I want to like cuss it out and say it's so stupid and so annoying, has saved my life from just these last like I'd say six months of not doing my fast food. Yeah. Damien and I talked about it last night. I have gone to my Miguel's Jr. and <laughs> I've gone to In N Out maybe twice, but I haven't done Del Taco. I haven't done Jack in the Box in probably three years. Wow. Carl's Jr., three years. You know, like to think, but now, you know, like I bring hummus, I bring like little, my organic turkey, Mm -hmm. I bring avocado, those, these little um, beet crackers, all this stuff. Like it's actually really, really easy and has saved me from that point of like, I'm starving. I just don't care. Just give it to me. Like I don't, I don't care. I just need food. And it's like, you don't feel good. You're mad at yourself. You don't feel good afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that whole food prep, as much as it's, to me, like, I just think it goes with, like, fit fam and, you know, food prep. <laughs> and, like, I have this weird, like, thing about it. But at the end of the day, it's, like, actually just having good quality food. Yeah, for is sure. great. Yeah. <laughs> Small snacks. Yeah, snacks. Snacks. The thing, too, is one last kind of Thing that I think would be helpful is um, obviously it's best to eat everything that's raw and whole in its most natural form. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, yeah, you want to go grab um, a different kind of milk or like something that's packaged, right? Like those beet crackers or whatever. There's apps. The two that I know, ones that you told me and another one that um, a long time ago I've been using it for. Um, the one you told me about is Yucca, Y-U-K-A, mm-hmm. and Think Dirty. So you can like scan the labels on different products and it will tell you like what's in the product, if it's clean. Sometimes it'll Wait, say... Wait, what's the other one? Yucca was the other one's Y-U-K-A. Think, Y-U-K-A, and then the other one is Think Dirty. Um, but... Basically, like the yucca one I like because it'll say, let's say, for example, out of a score of a of 100, right, zero being um, the worst mm-hmm. and 100 being the best, um, it can say, let's say something is um, a 50 out of 100. And you're like, okay, crap, why? Like, don't automatically kick it out. But if you click on it, it'll say, like, too many calories or too much sugars So it's like, okay, they might not be bad things, right? But maybe your serving size isn't the normal serving size. Or maybe you're like, hey, my sugar for the day is going to be in that coffee creamer I use in the morning. And that's it. So I I would encourage you to just click deeper to see why it's bad. Obviously, if it says additives or it affects your endocrine system, like those are important things 
to like eliminate those products. Right. But it's helpful. It helps you with food. It helps you with products that you put on your body, that you eat. Like all of that is really great to have as a tool. And you have your phone on you. So just look something up when you're in the grocery store if you need to. I used that Yucca app on my makeup because obviously I do makeup for a living and so I know I have clean products and then I have products that actually really just work good for set you know like for a show and I scanned this eyeliner and it was zero out of a hundred and I was like oh that's weird like this is one of the greatest eyeliners of all (laughs) times like it'll last for like days right it's like straight like no wonder grease monkey on someone's face and it said that there was a um Something in it, like a particle in it, that could actually make you go blind. And I was Welcome this. To okay, America. this is what's disgusting about how we've kind of been, how I've been raised, or how you know, society has affected me. Knowing that, I looked at Damien, and he was like, "Throw that shit away." And I was like, "But it's the greatest eyeliner of all time." You know what I mean? Like and I, you're like, when I, I'm done using it, I won't replace it. Yeah, and I had just bought it too. You know, like I have several of them in different colors, and I was like, I don't want to get rid of them. Like my mental was like, this is the greatest eyeliner. Like who cares about your health? And yeah. that's trippy to me because I'm like doing things with purpose. Okay, do I want this eyeliner to be the greatest? You know, is it going to be for a bride that she can cry all night and she can rub her eyes and, and it's she doesn't stay? care? She doesn't care. Do I have to tell her like, hey, this eyeliner can make you go blind? But why the hell are they selling it at every store and right. every influencer is encouraging this eyeliner? Like, what? I know, it's wild. It's crazy. It's because it's a slow progression and you don't realize it. You don't see it, you Mm -hmm. know? And so you're just like, okay, whatever, I'll just use it or I won't or I spent this money or it's such a good brand, whatever, you know, it's, it's scary, but this is more about making your life balance, having a full life, feeling good and knowing why you feel good and that it feels good to spend money on the things that make your life better Mm -hmm. for the long term versus the short term. And if you are okay with that, then like that's your life. But we just like want to help you. Yeah. The slow steps steps are good too, because like I said, once you're in a position, use my mom, for example, having stage four lung cancer and then you know, the carpet's just ripped from under you. No, you can't have any makeup. No, you can't have any of this stuff. Nope, mm-hmm. take all food, you know, that she loved. Yeah. And it's like, I remember my dad saying, like, well, is it life or death? And the doctor said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one exposure to dairy at this point in her life where she's fighting cancer holistically, yeah, it could kill her. It could put her into shock and she'll die. You know, like the inflammation mm-hmm. is that strong. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's just, I can go on for days with that, but... You uh, have to start, like, sometimes people think it's too late, like, when you get a diagnosis or you go through something, but it's never too late, mm -hmm. and it's never too late if you are faced with a health condition, but it's also never too late to start to minimize or to prolong something bad happening to you, you know, so it's like... It sucks because this is what our doctors should be teaching us from birth and even before birth. And at schools. Yeah, I know. Those are other episodes. But anyways, um, we don't know what we're talking about. Don't yeah. follow us. Don't don't tell anyone. We're not doctors. <laughs> but that's also another topic. <laughs> Awkward Thanksgivings. But um, anyways, thanks for listening. Don't follow us. Don't tell your friends. Don't subscribe. (laughs) And don't call us for an enema party. Bye!